Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up folks, we are back to the action. Phil Mickelson, known as Phil the Thrill, becomes the oldest player to ever win a major at 50. Really happy for him. Really happy for his caddy, who is his brother, and they did it at a tough golf course. Kiowa Island is a long course, tough greens, chipping and putting is not easy, and uh, to do it at 50, at this type of golf course, getting his sixth major win, what Phil does is truly remarkable. Jim Nance said it, another big-time athlete defeating Father Time. We saw that with Tom Brady in the NFL. Now we see it with Phil Mickelson on the PGA Tour. And for him to beat out Brooks Kepka is just a wonderful thing. Brooks is a two-time PGA champion. He was going for his third, but lefty, Mr. Phil Mickelson, had something to say. And that's just uh, a prime example, guys, of working hard, maintaining your mind and body. That's what great athletes do, and they're able to win past their prime. There's something to be said about that, and I'm really, really happy for Phil Mickelson. This is going to give him confidence to keep playing this game at a high level, and who knows, maybe more majors to come. It's very cool for me and other golf fans to see this. Phil is a likable guy, someone who has fun with anyone on tour, and he takes the game serious, but not too serious. He knows he's playing a great game he loves, bringing it every day, showing what he's really about, still powering the ball out of the tee box, and that's just special. And it was great to see that kind of crowd following him on 18. It reminded me of Tiger a few years back, and uh, Phil's just He had the chills walking up 18, he was saying, getting the fans back, especially after a COVID year. And there's something to be said about Phil being able to not go out on top, but see these type of results into old age. Phil, being that type of competitor, wanted just this. He thought it was possible. He did believe. Some people were counting him out saying, hey, Phil, it's probably time to hang it up. But he responded in a fashion where it was just a beautiful thing on Sunday. And I'm happy he was able to maintain that lead and finish. Sometimes at major championships, we see that guys on top slip and guys from behind rise because it's that type of golf course it's that type of level of difficulty and uh yeah a little wrap there on golf but uh, i was really excited lefty got it done and he will continue to roll heroes come and go but legends are forever phil is in that category moving on to the nba i like what i'm seeing already upsets in the first games Big-time performances from players who are making that next step to go from a mediocre player in this league to an all-star, or some guys taking it simply from all-star level to superstar level. I wanted to mention what happened on Friday night. John Morant and those Memphis Grizzlies took out Steph Curry in OT. No knock at the Warriors. Steph had an amazing season and a pretty good game. Not a Steph-like game, but pretty good. But he's not getting enough help, you know. Guys are injured like Clay. Dre didn't step up to the level they needed him to. Wiseman's out. Kelly Oubre's out. So once Steph gets the pieces back, 
he'll be in championship form, but Memphis looked like the better team on Friday. Now Saturday, the Bucks needed OT to beat the Miami Heat. Something to be said there, folks. The Bucks, I feel there's a great chance they come out of the East, but the way they played on Saturday afternoon, I'm not sold so far. Things can change, but I thought Giannis, he did have 18 boards in the ball game, but he was 10 for 27. That needs to improve for them to, yeah, I see them getting beyond this series, but for them really to make that playoff push to the conference final or NBA final, he's got to be better. And uh, Miami wants to stay right in this series. You know Eric Spolstra and how that team is coached. Jimmy Butler didn't have a good game, and the Miami Heat still forced overtime. So there's something to be said there. Bucks should get it done, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of close games. So excited to watch that one. How about Luka Doncic beating the LA Clippers on the road? And Doncic, he recorded a triple-double, 31-10-11. Man, he can play. And Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they just have to be a bit better. Kawhi played 41 minutes in the ball game, and PG played 40. But 8 for 18 for George and 9 for 22 for Leonard. Put it this way, both of them are not ecstatic about that game. Must improve to beat Luka and the boys. And uh, Mark Cuban's pumped after game one. He sees that guys around him are performing. Uh, Luka is making his teammates better. That's what great players do. They make those around them better. We know Luca can drop dimes and get buckets, but uh, he's attacking the rim. Uh, he can shoot from the perimeter, from mid-range, floater in the lane, but finishing around the cup and finishing strong, I think is going to be the difference in this series. Uh, I really think the Dallas Mavericks have a great chance of winning this series. They got to stick to their script, but uh, getting game one, you know, stealing that on the road, that's exceptional. So good work to those Dallas Mavericks. Now the Brooklyn Nets against the Celtics, we think that's going to be a quick series, but uh, Celtics were leading for some of this game. Brooklyn, uh, Needed some time to adjust. Keep in mind, Durant, Harden, and Kyrie didn't play a ton of games together this season. They still won the game by 11, but it took them a second to figure it out. And uh, still to this day, I just, what Kevin Durant does is remarkable. You know, being seven feet or greater and pulling up from three. You know, stopping on a dime, hitting your mid-range jumper, and what he does is special. Jason Tatum for the Celtics knows he has to pick it up. Six for 20 isn't going to cut it against this kind of star power. Unfortunately, he is without Jalen Brown, so it's a tall task. Kemba has to be more consistent for them to uh, take that next step. And this year for them to take that next step is winning a game or two in this series. Winning this series without Brown, uh, it seems impossible. And uh, I think the Nets advance no problem at all. Saturday late game, 
Portland Trailblazers defeated Nikola Jokic and those Denver Nuggets. Dame and Jokic both had 34 in the ball game, but uh, I feel that Jokic isn't getting enough help. We know that Jamal Murray is no longer with them after injury, and uh, they need guys to step up. Michael Porter Jr. going 1 for 10 from beyond the perimeter is not going to cut it. They need Austin Rivers to step up. They need Aaron Gordon. They need everything they can to defeat the Portland Trailblazers. Portland stole game one on the road, kind of like Dallas did, and they're picking up momentum. Dame knows what it's like to win a big-time playoff series. Myself included wants to see Portland advance because I feel they're more dangerous than the Nuggets. They can win another playoff series as well as this one. So uh, let's see what happens. Great Saturday in basketball. Now moving on to Sunday, which was even better, folks. First game, Sixers took care of the Wizards. Washington, Bradley Beal had 33 in the outing, but Tobias Harris for Philadelphia with 37. He knows what he can do. It was a pleasure for me to meet him at a New York Met game. Someone who is humble. Someone who gets to his spots and can knock it down. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, we know Joel's going to score and rebound. We know Ben Simmons is going to assist and rebound. So uh, it's important for Harris to step up. He played 37 minutes and dropped 37 points in those 37 minutes, and that's just special. The difference for Philly, they're going to have no problem with Washington this round, but the difference is going to be the bench. They need Thibel to step up defensively, as he usually does. Dwight Howard, rim protector. Maxi, explosive off the bench, can get to his spot. And Shake Milton can shoot, but he is streaky, so they need perfection from these guys off the bench to make a championship run. I'm happy with what Philadelphia is doing. This should be, if you ask me, no knock at Scotty Brooks and those Wizards, but this is going to be a quick series. Moving on, Suns defeated the LA Lakers and Phoenix really rolling this year. The story has been Chris Paul and Devin Booker. D-Book had 34 on the occasion. And uh, to beat the Lakers by 9, you really got to bring it. Although I'm going to get into one thing. LeBron James below 20 points is not going to cut it. He had 18 on the evening and Anthony Davis must... And I mean must be better. He played 39 minutes, went 5 for 16 from the field, 0 for 2 from downtown, and only had 13 points. Come on, folks. L.A., for them to get past the first round, Davis must be himself. If A.D.'s not A.D., the Lakers are not the Lakers. So that bench, I thought Drummond played pretty well him 12 and 9 in just 19 minutes. But that big three is AD, LeBron, and Dennis Schroeder. And uh, with the supporting cast, I feel this series might be a long one, but uh, it's only going to be long if AD steps it up, folks, and we know that. The New York Knicks in the garden, they lose game one, but it was tight. And Trey Young hits a runner with .9 left on the clock. He silenced the garden. He said he was hearing boos. He heard fans cursing at him in New York City. And uh, that's what happens in the Big Apple. But Trey with 32 on the night and 10 assists. 
He's hard to beat, and I don't know who's going to win this series. I hope it goes six or seven because the Knicks had an outstanding year. But one thing I'm going to talk about, Tom Tibbs brought Frank Nielakina off the bench to defend Trey Young on the final possession. Now, you can't bring a cold guy off the pine to defend one of the game's greats. An all-time scorer in this league, we're already seeing it at a young age. So, I didn't agree with that decision. You gotta give it to guys who are out there. The task of defending Trey Young, that's alright, it's only game one. And I wanted to talk about the help that Trey got. Clint Capella, 13 boards. Bogdanovich having 18 is huge. Lou Williams, 13 off the bench. Spike Lee was not happy after this one. He wants the Knicks to be able to close. I wanted to talk about Julius Randle. 6 for 23 is not going to do it. I agree with Chuck. 36 minutes, 15 points, 12 boards, 4 assists, 2 for 6 from downtown. That's not going to cut it. He's got to be special for the Knicks to advance. We know that. And Reggie Bullock's got to hit the 3 ball. Him 0 for 5 from downtown won't cut it either. RJ Barrett, he must step up. He knows that. Uh, Game 2 is going to be different. I think the Knicks for sure will knot it up on Wednesday night. Good for the Knicks. Tight game. It's okay that you lost. Moving on to Memphis against the Utah Jazz, the Grizzlies steal game one. Now, Donovan Mitchell did not play, but Memphis picking up momentum, dancing in stride and performing at a high level. Dylan Brooks, 36 minutes, 31 points. He is someone out of Oregon that can get to his spots and knock it down. 50% from the field is great, especially against this Jazz defense. So props to Dylan. John Morant had 26. He was also 50% from the field. The Grizzlies were efficient in game one. And efficiency is how you beat the Utah Jazz. So uh, I'm not sure if Memphis can win this series. But uh, I'll tell you, they're going to put up one heck of a fight. With Donovan Mitchell out, the Jazz needed a lot of help. And Rudy Gobert got into foul trouble. And I agree with Charles Barkley. I would say to Rudy... If the refs are calling fouls early, you have to adjust your game. He can't complain. He was complaining post-game. That doesn't get you to win playoff series. Got to put your head down, put in the work the next few days, and then get after it game two. The Jazz should be all right. No Donovan Mitchell, as I mentioned, but Jordan Clarkson must be better. He was 0 for 8 from downtown, and I know the playoffs is a big moment for him. He's got to get comfortable and shoot at a high level. Bogdanovich had 29, but in the first half, he was non-existent. In the playoffs, you got to show up in every quarter of every ball game if you're a top player on each team. If we see the Jazz dip and when I mean dip everyone's not contributing I don't know how this series is gonna go Memphis is going into game two with a lot on their side picking up game one and game two's like let's give it our all pressure is now on the Utah Jazz so Memphis is gonna go out there and do their thing the big three for Memphis Valanchunas John Morant and Dylan Brooks, all 50% from the field in game one. That is how you win in the postseason in the National Basketball Association. Props to them, uh, the Grizzlies, 
fought in OT against those Warriors. And uh, after winning that one, they were like, we could keep winning. Pressure's not on us. We're the eighth seed. A lot to be said there. I'm really happy for them, you know. Even if they just make this a series. Props to Memphis and their coaching staff. Wrapping up here today, the NBA. I love how the start to the postseason has gone. Tight games, upsets already, and I love that. Especially in the month of May and June when we see the difference between regular season and playoff guys. Playoff guys is what gets you to the Hall of Fame, folks. So uh, I'm really excited for what's to come. I hope everyone has a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. You will hear from me after everyone does their barbecue and uh, is with their family and friends. So see y'all soon. Once again, congrats to Phil Mickelson. One of the best to ever do it, as we all know. And uh, NBA continues to roll. JD continues to roll. Next week and beyond. J.D. out.